Hello and you're listening to FP Cast, the podcast for Thrillist Pursuits where we bullshit about the week in pop culture. I'm Luke. And I'm Jacinta. And this week we're talking about... So much Many. to choose from. There was yeah. a lot of feline uh, content this week. That's true, because it was not just the Cats trailer, but we watched Lion King, yes. which is about um, a true story, a documentary about the king of the cats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Historical. Uh, fi- uh, non-fiction. Yeah. So we got to see that. Um, we haven't been here for a couple of weeks, actually, because uh, I was in Bridgetown with Dungeons and Drongos last weekend. And uh, you are still dying. I am still dying, yes. I, uh, after many, many rounds of antibiotics, I went and had a CT scan, which felt very dramatic at the time, but turns out that I'm beyond the help of antibiotics and will probably actually need surgery. So, you know, why have a normal cold when you can have a cold that requires surgical intervention to fix it? Like, why do anything by half measures? Just go full bore. And they're going to, I believe, um, remove your nose. Mm -hmm. Are are they going to replace it with anything? No, I'm just going to go full red skull. You should get one of those Muppet noses. Like, have you ever seen the one where uh, Ernie makes a statue of Bert, but he doesn't have enough clay for the nose, and then he rips off Bert's actual nose and sticks it on the statue? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Probably not. So then I guess the problem, it's a bit of a paradox, because then the statue no longer looks like Bert, who Mm. has no nose. So you put the nose back, and then... Well, you just probably have to get rid of the nose, mm. which is what I'm going to recommend to your surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But you're here now. I am. And uh, we've got a lot to catch up on because SDCCCCCC happened as well. So uh, there's been lots of news, trailers and movies. We're going to review The Lion King. We're also going to review Parasite, uh, which won the Palme d'Or uh, a little bit earlier. And, uh, yeah, so let's, should we get straight on? We've got a lot to catch up on in our What to Watch Challenge, which was mm. musicians in movies. Yeah. I've only, uh, I've only actually watched two of them, but I've watched a bit of the third one, so uh, there's enough there. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we can, can just we do can two of them. still do it. No, no, no. It was the oh. first one that I haven't watched all of. So we've got Bowie and then Queen Latifah and Frank Sinatra. It was the Bowie one that you I haven't watched. You ducked out on the Bowie. Yeah. I That's fe- ridiculous. Fell asleep. Okay. Well, I've watched all four of them. Four? I thought it was only three. Well, I've watched all four of them. Oh, okay. I was like, shit. Okay, that's fine. I watched The Guilt Trip for Barbara Streisand. Not that I'm trying to put a guilt trip on you. Uh, I was going to try and watch the the old Star is Born. Uh. Mm. Oh, well, you know, that's interesting. I want to talk about that to some degree when we talk about Lion King. Uh Because uh, I'll get to it. We'll get to it. But then I'm going to forget. So let's just quickly talk about yeah, it now. Yeah, fine. I was just going to say that a lot of the angst seems to be not focused on what the movie is in itself, but the fact that it is a remake and, you know, is it necessary mm. and, and what is this thing? But, uh, yeah, Star is Born was remade a lot of times, and yet for a lot of people, that Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, was the first time they've interacted with that. Yeah. So they had no angst about the fact that there was an original. Yeah, like I've got uh, workmates of a certain age who really enjoyed the the Barbara Streisand one, so they were going into the new one with, you know... Trepidation. With no trepidation. They knew it probably wasn't going to be the same as the movie that they loved, but they were happy to enjoy a new version of the story. I just think there's... I've said it before, I'll say it again, there are no bad ideas, just bad execution. So... We'll get to that when we talk about cats. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, news. Uh, I guess the big news that came out of SDCC was the Marvel movie slate, yeah. uh, Phase 4. We found out all about Phase 4 and what it'll let entail. Yeah. Uh, five movies on the big screen, two next year, three the year after, mm-hmm. and quite a few TV series. Yes. And I would like to uh, take a moment to toot my own horn. Yes. Um, I the The legend of... Shang-Chi is coming out, like, was it next year, year after, something like that? It's the year after. Okay. I believe. Uh, well, they haven't started filming or anything yet, so... Next year is Black Widow and yep. Eternals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'd uh, 
tweeted back in March, I think, uh, that, hey, Marvel, this is a guy that you should be looking at for uh, Shang-Chi. And it was a guy called Simu Liu. And guess who they fucking announced as the lead in Shang-Chi? Yeah. Simu Liu. You definitely have influence in Hollywood. I do, mm. yeah. I mean, like, obviously. I mean, it's it's irrefutable proof well you know we knew shang chi was coming we didn't know who was going to play shang chi so that yeah. was a confirmation of that yeah. plus we got tony lung as mandarin yeah and it's shang chi and the something rings 10 rings yeah. something to do with the 10 rings yeah. so mandarin yeah and now obviously a different take on mandarin than what we've seen in the past mm. a bit more of a traditional uh take but that is 2021. Uh-huh. Uh, but next year, in May, we have Black Widow. And, we, of course, we've got David Harbour and Florence Pew, 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 Pew uh, confirmed, as well as uh, Taskmaster confirmed as the villain, which we... There was some concept art of Taskmaster that was shown. I got mm-hmm. to see him. He looks uh, pretty much like his comic counterpart. Uh, so I am excited about that. Still claiming that it's between Civil War and Infinity War, but I still would not be surprised if the end or the after credits or something brought Black Widow back to life. Just because there was no funeral. Yeah, well, they didn't have a body. You can still have a funeral without a body. Well, what about people who die at sea or overseas? Or... If overseas, they'd bring the body back. But what if they couldn't? Not if it was obliterated. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Couldn't Steve go back and get the body? Probably. Just lay in there. Yeah. Where was Gamora's body? Where did that go? She should have landed on Gamora's skeleton. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yep. See. Yeah. It's complicated. Hmm. Uh, so I, I feel like this is not going to turn out the way that you're hoping, but we will see. Yeah, we'll see. No funeral. Uh, we've got the Eternals. With Angelina Jolie and yeah. Richard Madden. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're doing some new stuff each year as well as yeah. uh, going back to the well. And then the year after, we've got uh, Doctor Strange. And, and the, Thor 4 is going to be yeah, happening as well. Love and Thunder, bringing Natalie Portman back and having her wield the hammer as the female Thor. Yeah. And a potential love triangle, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that uh, Valkyrie has her sights on Jane Foster as well. Yes. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, and um, Doctor Strange will have Scarlet Witch. And oh, then, yes. And, yeah. and then there'll be Shang-Chi. Yeah. So they're the five movies. Um, mm. They've mentioned Blade with Mahershala. But uh, that's not given a date yet. Yes. Yeah. So, and uh, it hasn't been clear whether that's a movie or a TV series either. Uh, oh, I thought... It didn't say in the announcement oh, because I, everyone I thought, who was live blogging it was ambiguous about that, and people were asking questions, and no one knew. Oh, okay. I, I thought a, bit, a lot of people were announcing it like with the movies, so I just assumed it was a movie. Yeah, no, there's no, like, there's nothing. He just came out and put on a blade hat. Yeah, essentially, okay. there was no information given. Yeah, right. I've seen like a surprising amount of people going. I hope. Well, I hope Wesley Snipes gets to be in it. Like what? Why do you have an, an attachment to Wesley fucking Snipes? What has Wesley Snipes done for you? Well, all accounts, he's incredibly difficult to work with yeah. as well. Yeah. So just because, uh, you know, you liked him in the film after some people made it happen. Actually, I saw a on Twitter a little gif about... Oh, his um, eyes? Yeah, about his eyes. Yeah. How he was being difficult on set and he wouldn't open his eyes for a scene yes. and they CGI'd them in. Yeah. And it, this was in Blade Trinity. Yeah. And uh, it's not great CGI. No, but, you know, they, they had to do what they had to do. Yeah, very interesting. Get the last laugh. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to all that. Um, only one TV series next year, which is The Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, uh, which has Daniel Brawl returning as Zemo. Yes. He's got a beard. He, mm. uh, that was the first bit of... I think that's the first screenshot we've seen from it. Yeah, yeah. They um, they did all the, um, you know, like the title cards and the yeah. logos and stuff like that. The uh, Loki one's interesting, which a lot of people are trying to, you know, explain away as, oh, it's different, you know, eras and stuff of Loki. That's why it's all... And it's like, no, but it kind of looks like shit, though. Like, the the logo looks like shit. And it's like, well... Uh, If we were not a podcast and we were a blog, uh, headline would be Loki logo or no go. Yeah. uh, By Jacinta. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all it would say. It'd just be a picture of the logo saying, look at this, and then that would be it. It would be a... um, 20 page click through gallery <laughs> yeah. to explain why it's yeah. a sentence at a time. Yeah, yep, yep. Bless Film Inc. They had a thing about the 100 greatest films of the decade uh-huh. and it was all on one page. Oh, what? 
No, that's brilliant. Don't they want those ad clicks? <laughs> I loved it. It was just amazing. <laughs> just got to keep scrolling down. Number one was Moonlight. Oh, okay. Number two, Under the Skin. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a good movie. Yeah. All right. So, and uh, WandaVision, that's a fun name for Wanda and the Vision. Yeah. So, that's obviously a prequel to. Movies, I know. Mm-hmm. They can build another one. They can. Sure, he could how, build another one. How fucking hard is it to build a vision? I'm sure his memory's stored. Yeah, I guess so. He might not have the Mind Stone, but that's fine. It'll be like a. It'll be even more of a sort of fish out of water, or let me be human. He'll be wearing little clothes. Well, be like some of the time, it's gonna be he's, he's gonna be a fuckbot. Yeah, I guess maybe we'll maybe they'll find out more about that because it was very smooth uh, and anatomically. Down so the, must have okay. like, attachments, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Might just pop out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Roll out that he lipstick. Has, he has an internal uh, internal genitals. Well, the fish man did, and Sally Hawkins was fine with that. Uh huh. In the shape of water. Okay. Well. Yeah. I think Del Toro was very adamant that uh, it was retractable and it, it popped out. By the way, if you've never... I know this sounds like, well, I'm never going to do that, but you should do this. Um, have a look at a duck penis on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done this? I don't feel that I have looked at a duck penis, no. It's uh, a coil, mm-hmm. but it's really long. Okay. And it shoots out with force. Uh-huh. So I watched it with just, uh, like, s- slowed down. Mm. But it, it reminded me of um, when you see people with those tasers and they shoot out the... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty fascinating. Like, I can tell you just like, eh, but if you saw it, like, if I brought it up on YouTube now, you'd be like, holy fuck, I can't believe it. Like, you hear about it and then you see it and yeah. it's just insane. I think it's similar to, like... Is it turtle dicks? There was some animal... Don't they have a cloaca? Cloaca? Uh, maybe. But there was some animal that I saw on Twitter that someone had put up, and it pulled its dick out, and it was, like, honestly, like, a fucking dinner plate-sized head on this thing, and it was just the most insane thing I'd ever seen. Oh, I don't show... I don't don't need to look at duck penis. No, I know no one needs to. Here we go. What, ready? Look, this is slow motion. Look at this thing. You weren't expecting that, were you? Eh... Anyway, <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to compare each of the movies we watched against the duck penis, which you were clearly very meh about. <laughs> so that was Marvel. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of. Uh, well, it was like Sunday was the panel, I think. So it was a lot of waiting over that weekend for like all the good shit to happen. On the bad side of Marvel, uh, Agents of Shield was finishing after this season, which is very sad for. Me and the other ten people who were still watching it. It's going to be so different than <laughs> surely these TV series. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, like yeah. they're going to. I don't think hopefully that... feel far far better than either Agents of Shield or the Netflix offerings, which were. I did end up watching that third series of Jessica Jones. Yeah. And I was just stunned that after all this time, they were still building a whole series around. You can't kill. Then you'll be crossing that line. Mm. Heroes don't kill. I know you want to kill, but you just can't. Like, Mm. they did that with Daredevil. It's just the most simple fucking moralistic thing that we all should, like, have our heads around. But these characters just struggle with it for hours and hours and hours. I just honestly could not believe the audacity that they were doing it again. And just thought, well, yeah, this stuff's dead in the water. Yeah. I always enjoyed... um shield much more than the the netflix shows like they've gone pretty um not that i'm suggesting they're running out of ideas but they were just really going left field with a lot of stuff that they were doing and it was getting really uh crazy and just sort of thinking where the hell are they going to go now and it's like nowhere apparently but um yeah i think shield was good fun but i think they didn't really know what they were kind of doing with it at the time because it came out pre-Winter Soldier so everything, a lot of stuff had to change in it to fit into their MCU mm. Yeah, there's my meh Yeah I'd rather watch Duck Dick than Shield uh, Shield's good uh, Trailers Jojo Rabbit Taika's new film Yeah Where we knew that uh, he would be playing a child's imaginary friend who mm-hmm. was Hitler and sure enough he's a bit of a um, singing, dancing uh Hitler, by the look of it. Yeah. yeah exactly kind of what remind- was promised. Yeah. Sort of like, you know, you watched Life is Beautiful recently. Yeah. It's sort yeah. of like the Hitler version of, of Yeah, that. yes. And it looked like it had a very kid-centric focus again mm. as well, which most of his films have had. Yeah. 
be it boy or wilder people, people yeah. or um or even putting uh no, that's about it. But, uh, yeah, so that that's interesting. I thought it was, you know, when we first heard about this film, there was a lot of talk about Scarlett being cast in it as the mother, but she's only in it for, like, a shot, yeah. isn't she? She doesn't yeah. even have a line, so I don't know how much she's in it. Yeah. Considering that uh, you've got the highest-grossing actress in your film and uh, she's obviously not integral enough in the story to feature much in your trailer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Interesting to remind people that Taika is an actor as well. Mm. That's kind of funny because when they announced Thor 4 before the weekend, because they, before they said it was going to be Love and Thunder or whatever, and they said that he was confirmed to come back, yeah. there was a lot of, oh, my God, yes, this is the best news, etc. Yeah. But then I noticed even around, like, work with the boys, um, when it was Love and Thunder, they were like, what? And when it was like that picture of Natalie Portman holding Mjolnir, they were like, oh, why are they doing that? It's like, it's a story, relax, it'll be fine. Yeah. Like, it's, not, it's a thing that happened in the comics. Like, it's yeah. it's, a, it's a thing. It's not it's, like they're just pulling it out of yeah. their ass. It'll be cool. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Everyone relax. Uh, speaking of everyone relaxing, Cats Ooh. caused, the Cats trailer caused a lot of hysteria, didn't it? It was one it of those I actually big... really, I enjoyed social media a great deal over those couple of days with the Cats trailer coming out. It there just... was so much, even just on Facebook, so many people being like, oh, kill it with fire, my eyes, my eyes, oh, I don't like it. Maybe, why did they do motion capture? Don't you think motion capture was a bad idea? And I'm just going like, no, nah. I think it looks amazing. Well, not amazing. Like, it just... It looks bizarre. It looks like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. And that's good. I think that's a good thing. Like, I'm actually excited to see it just because yeah. it looks so fucking bizarre. Yeah. And, like, if people are like, oh, couldn't they do it in costume? Yeah, they've been doing it in costume for billions of years. Yeah. Like, we've all seen that. We know what that looks like. This is something completely weird. Um, and, yeah, it is unsettling. And uh, I'm not saying it's, like, attractive. It's, uh, it's fucking bizarre. But that makes me interested. You know, I don't know why people are so... Oh, no, I was gonna... It's like, yeah... I, I know, hyperbole comedy, etc. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Like, little cat people at massive um, dinner tables banging knives and forks. Yeah. I fucking love that. Yeah. Taylor Swift is a cat. She is a cat, yes. Yeah. yeah. Cats have um, hands and boobs. They do, yes. And nice to see that um, Rebel Wilson is moving out of her uh, nice, oh. comfortable character <laughs> rut of uh, playing bumbling idiots. Yeah, that is actually the... People were all about the look of the thing, but that was the only thing that chat me about the trailer was yeah. Rebel Wilson. Oh, and here's the comedy fat lady yeah. being clumsy. And it was like, and yeah. I, I have such a complicated relationship with James Corden as well. Like, when James Corden is doing English things, I actually quite enjoy James Corden. But when James Corden is putting himself into these more American-style things, I just... I just hate him, and I don't know why, because I, generally speaking, if you said, do you like James Corden, I would say, yeah, I like James Corden, he's like but, a funny enough guy. But Cats is UK. Yeah, but like, a lot of the it's people... Andrew, it. Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yeah. Rum, you know, Rum Tum Tugger? I know, played by Jason Derulo. You know, yeah. you've got Maggie Smith and Ian McKellen. You don't get much more UK than that. Oh, not Maggie it's Smith, you've got Smith. Judy Dench. Yes, how dare you. Well, it's hard to tell when it's a cat. Oh, yeah, no, it's no, eyes think, were focused. Yeah, yeah you can tell, I think you can tell. Uh, yeah, so, you know. Yeah. That's very UK. Yeah, Idris is in it as well, skulking around in the yeah. shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks yeah. like Taylor Swift, being one of the non-UK people, is a real um, show cat kind of showgirl character. Yeah. yeah. I've read a few breakdowns on, you know, who's who and, and what happens to all the cats and stuff, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this... Like, I've never seen Cats. I've never seen a version of Cats, and reading what Cats is about is just like, how the fuck has this been so popular for so long? Well, I was listening to Desert Island Disc, and, and granted it was an old one. It was like a 2000 and something. Uh last decade, and they were talking about when you look at the success of shows, even including movies, that Phantom of the Opera is the number one bit of entertainment, and uh, Cats is number two, uh, uh, and then like Avatar or something was number three, or Titanic yeah, okay. or, or whatever it was at that time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, 
So interesting. Very interesting. Yes. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Just even as just a. It's a cultural artifact. Bizarre. Uh, a piece of entertainment. Yes. Yeah. No, you got to got to see cats, everyone. Calm down. Get some perspective. Go to a Burns Ward and get some perspective. Children's Burns Ward. Oh, Jesus. I'm just saying, like, it's not that bad. <laughs> They just want to entertain you with some wacky cat people. <laughs> if that's a crime, well, lock them up. But I don't think it is yet. Till Trump makes it a crime. Deport, probably not, not far off, Deport all the cat people. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, should we review some things? Oh, can't we talk about the Maverick trailer? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Maverick. Yeah. Okay. That came out at the same you time can, as Cats, yeah, and I was just can, so you, seduced by Cats. You can enjoy all your weird fucking slinky cat people, um, and I will watch... Uh, Tom Cruise doing shit that he's far too old for. How about that? Oh, that sounds far better than Taylor Swift licking herself. It does. It very much does. Yeah. Um, so he's still a maverick. Yeah. We're talking about the Top Gun sequel. Yes, yes. So he's still, you know, sticking it to the man and doing things that he shouldn't do. And I really don't know how he survived in the military for this long well, by not following orders. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's a wild card maverick for you. Aren't they like you should be a Grand Emperor Admiral... Yeah, like you have Messiah to... Messiah by now? Yeah, you have to have um, moved through the ranks. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I like that there was clearly an homage to the homoerotic uh, volleyball scene. That was good. Was anyone else in it from the original film? Like, with Not that I could see in Val the Kilmer wasn't in it. No, not in, the, not in the trailer. And who was the lady? Was there a lady? There's always a lady. Mm, I don't think so. He was... Um, talking to most of the trailer was him talking to um Boss what's Man. his name man in black ed harris yeah ed harris yeah it's just him like talking to ed harris and i was like will smith tommy lee jones uh, no no I, I would know them you're talking westworld westworld man in black. yes yeah yes. not to be confused with men in black yes man men yes yeah uh yes yeah, so it's mostly just him talking to to, to Ed Harris and, and messing about in planes, and messing about in planes, yeah, flying planes very low over over the earth and, and looking like very cool in a plane. And no, so that's fine for me. I'm happy with that. No CGI, no models. Tom Cruise flying. Yeah, learnt how to fly the plane. These jets dangerously. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he learnt the basics, what he needed to know, and then he yeah. improvised. Yeah. Because uh, that's he's a maverick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, good for him. I'm glad that he's, uh, you know, Tom Cruise star of The Mummy. Um, <laughs> he's making a comeback in a big way. Yeah. With Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still sure. They didn't show um, uh, Miles. Miles is, isn't it? Isn't he? Miles. Teller. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think but he was they announced wanna, as being in it. They want to sell the film. Well, that's, yeah, to be fair. But yeah, I did. I thought he would be in the trailer, but obviously not. Uh, speaking of Tom Cruise, actually, in this top one hundred top one hundred movies of the decade, uh-huh. it was around the sixties, like sixty three or something, off the top of my head. Uh-huh. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And there was a Star Wars movie in there. Last Jedi. Fuck you. Uh, okay, Lion King. Let's talk about the Lion King first, because uh-huh. that's lighter and that's more mainstream. So has not been receiving particularly good reviews. Uh, People are very hung up on the fact that why are you making a movie, remaking a movie which is essentially uh, perfect and stands alone fine as it is. I don't disagree with that because really when you break it down, it, it, it's very close to the original story-wise. Uh, um, so it's the same story. It's the story we all know, except it's realistic looking this time. Yeah. But if you can get past that and go, okay, well, they have remade it. And obviously the reason for remaking it isn't altruistic. It's it's dollars. They've greenlit it like they're greenlighting all these remakes um, because uh, they're going to make lots of money, hopefully. But uh, all that said, unlike Aladdin or Dumbo, I was actually um, sort of fell in love with this along the way. I quite enjoyed it. And I think that although it wasn't greenlit with passion... I do think this is a movie that was made with passion. I, I feel like John Favreau as the director and um, all the people animating it and putting it all together have. Uh, I think they really care about this, and I think it's a bit of a marvel to look at. It's a it's a pretty uh, amazing looking film. Yeah, I mean, I like I 
mostly enjoyed it. I, I liked it more than Aladdin, but not as much as Beauty and the Beast. Um, technically, yes, it's unbelievable to look at. Um, it's quite a quite a feat to uh, have everything completely CGI on screen, all these different animals and, and animating them. But um, I felt that there were some things I liked, not necessarily more than the old one, but I really liked Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, they were and there excellent. were there were like small sequences. Where I was like, oh, this is really well done, and this is really fun, and this is setting it apart a little bit from the original. But then there were other scenes where, like the the be prepared and the you know him talking to Mufasa in the clouds, that felt much less impactful, mm. um, just because of uh, they have less. Um, I guess realistic lighting is one of the other things that you have to think about when you're doing a realistic uh, version of things and you can't have all crazy animated freedom in those mm. scenes like they did in the uh, in the old one. So, But then you look at the creativity in um, Just Can't Wait to Be King, which involves a whole heap of animals and a lot yeah. of jumping around through environments and mm. things. Um, I, I think that's really visually arresting. Yeah, but again, it's more of like a technical thing because as a scene, it's relatively similar to the old one, but it's just with real animals. Yeah. So, I, like, I think it's am- like an amazing, amazing technical feat. Um, but I didn't kind of come out of it going, "Oh, I, I like, I really loved that in the way that I came out of being the Beast." Like, um, yeah, I mean, when you think that when you set out to make a film like this, it's not like you, there's any sort of box for you to go and open. You know, it's like, okay, well... I mean, even with Aladdin, you can go, okay, we'll build a market set and we'll Mm. dress a guy like Aladdin and have him jump from building to building. This is like, you've just got nothing. And then when you think, a couple of years later, that's what's on screen, that's what they've managed to put together. I think it's uh, pretty impressive. I I think as well, the uh, voice casting was really well done because there were some big shoes to fill. But... And especially after seeing Jafar, which we weren't that impressed with, you're thinking... Mm -hmm. Who's going to be able to match Jeremy Irons with Scar? But I I thought Scar was really effective. And because he is realistic and he's got that um, sort of moth-eaten, fucked-up version, I thought he was quite intimidating. And that's what I liked the most about the film, is that even though it's a story we've heard before, I think John Favreau is a really clean, clear storyteller, almost becoming like um, an early Spielberg where if it needs to be scary, it's scary. If it needs to be um, funny, it's funny. If it, you know... Like, Aladdin never had those tone shifts for me, which Mm. really worked. But if you even think about something like Nala escaping Pride Rock to go and find Simba and having to um, Mm. evade the hyenas, just the way that shot and the atmosphere and everything... Like, he makes that tense, but in other parts, the hyenas are funny. Like, he, he always has a very clear through line as to what's happening and, and what you're supposed to feel. And some of those shifts are quite abrupt, but I think that he makes them feel very natural. Um, so it made me, like, really admire that. And also I think there are many, many shots that are just beautiful sort of standalone shots. And um, almost getting to that point, which, you know, that's sort of something I love about Star Wars, which a lot of movies don't have is that the shots are so iconic and, and they look like, um, you know, every shot could be a trading card. And uh, not many movies have that, but I thought this was getting into that territory. Yeah, the, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I don't... I'm, I'm of an age where I don't have any, like, massive hang-ups or love for the original. I used to watch it with my sisters. Um, but I was it was actually in that period where uh, I was doing the... Um, sort of more serious growing up. I wasn't seeing Disney movies in the theatre. I started seeing them again at Aladdin, which wasn't far after. But um, there was that period where all that stuff was for kids and I just didn't watch it. I'd watch it on video with my sisters. Um, So, you know, I don't have this. It's not blasphemous to me. But, um, yeah, I do think if we judge it on what it is, it's the most successful of the live-action remakes this year. Oh, this year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I really love Beauty and the Beast too. And I, yeah. I, I don't have a really point of comparison, apart from the fact that I think there is something enjoyable about seeing r- real actors on stage playing on a set, playing the parts. Yeah. Although, um, you know, you really felt like the presence of Timon and Pumbaa and of 
Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen, even though yeah. you're watching a warthog and a meerkat. Yeah. And I think they did steal the show. They they had a lot of um, newer material to work with. Yeah. And Timon is, you know, when you think about Beauty and the Beast and people, it's LeFou, isn't it? Uh, Josh Gad. Gaston's, yeah. Yeah. And that thing about him being gay. Timon is the gayest character that's ever been in a Disney film. And yeah. he's just wonderful. You know, uh, he's my favourite thing in that. They took away his little luau from him. Yeah, that was the only sad bit. But it's funny, we'd heard so many rumours that this song's not going to be in it and this song's not going to be in it. Even just before we got in it, Suzanne was like, oh, here, be prepared, it's not going to be in it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they were all in it, except for the Big Pig song. Yeah. But they do something else instead. Yeah, so uh, that was that was, uh, that was was fun. It was all right. Uh, I think it succeeded at what it wanted to do, but if the whole idea um, disgusts you and you think that it's a, a terrible capitalist ploy, then um, you don't have to watch it. You can sit that one out. And I'm sure you already have. But uh, should we talk about Parasite? This is a film by director... You're telling the story. There's a bong. Yeah, maybe you should just look it up. Director of Snowpiercer, director of The Host. Uh, this guy, this great guy, who we went and saw this film on. I hadn't seen a single frame from it. I just knew that it was the director of those films and that it had won the Palme d'Or. And that director that I'm talking about is, of course... I've only been kidding. It's Bong Joon-ho. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we saw this uh, Korean film about... What would you say it was about without spoiling anything? Oh, class discrepancy, I think, ultimately. And uh, I don't know what else I can really say without, without spoiling things. It's, it's but yes, a it is, family. It's, it's, a class, it's class commentary, yeah, fa- essentially. Yeah. I... <clears throat> I want to challenge that to a degree today because I've been trying to figure this movie out for a while. So it is about a family that are living in pretty deplorable conditions, uh, very underemployed, mm-hmm. and who end up working for a family who are very wealthy. Yeah. And then there's a lots of twists and turns and secrets and double crosses and all sorts of things happen and really keep you on the edge of the your seat. When we came out of it, I mean, we... Um, we knew that this had won the Palme d'Or. We knew that people were really responding to it. You were not as excited about it straight afterwards. Is, would that be right to say? Yeah, I feel like... Because I, I do enjoy watching like Korean films and Korean dramas. And so the idea that... I think perhaps the idea that there is this incredible class discrepancy in South Korea is maybe new information for a lot of people. Whereas I didn't expect that to be sort of the real hinge of the film because I, I don't know like that seemed like okay that's fine I accept that I know that that happens and okay but what else is is happening here so I just expected it to go a little bit bigger perhaps see I think because the class the difference in classes is you know a big part of the setup that I was maybe trying to find some sort of meaning about that and think that this film was in some way a sort of message film or a teaching film but the more and more I think about it the more I don't think it is like I I don't think I I think the class structure is in there but I don't think I I couldn't figure out the point of view yeah because ultimately everybody's kind of an asshole and there are certain things that happen almost just without reason there are you know certain things where I feel like fate has rolled the dice one way but they could have been rolled a different way so I don't think it's a a teaching film and when I started looking at the reviews on Letterboxd and stuff the Letterboxd reviews are insane like I was I don't think that a lot of those people would I don't know I feel like maybe they were watching what they wanted to watch there was a lot of like yeah fuck the rich kind of thing and I'm like I don't feel like that's really the point of the film necessarily well, what the things i was reading and encountering were people saying oh yeah it's excellent it's perfection this is his masterpiece etc i really enjoyed it but no one was saying why distilling it down to yeah. well what is this film about and then i think i ultimately have to look at it and go it's not a teaching film it's not a um film about morals and stuff it's a romp yeah and it's a romp in the same way that if we look at another um palm d'or winner Pulp Fiction yeah. is a romp. You know, it's it's got great characters. It's got characters that are kind of dark. It's got twists and turns and layers of darkness under layers of darkness. And 
it's quite, you know, thrilling at times. Because you think about, like, a mm. film like Hateful Eight or something and the mm. way that that unfolds and, you know, it's... Yes, there are things being explored in terms mm. of real-life dynamics and, and everything, but really it's a romp. And I, I think ultimately that's what this is and it's just a really well-made, well-put-together mm. uh, story. And I, I think to, to try to pull... I think there is more meaning to it, but I haven't really found it. Yeah, I'd read an interview or a, a grab from the director that he'd said that he didn't know how well international audiences would receive this one because it was almost a little bit too Korean, mm. um, that it wasn't really as universal as something like Snowpiercer mm. uh, for a lot of people. So, I don't know. I, like, I don't know I'm being pessimistic, but whether a lot of those people like, oh, it's a genius, it's amazing, without saying why, whether they really know why. They- I, but if, I think if you accept it as a romp and as like a... You know, a good story is its own reward. You know, and if you were really into the characters, into the performances, into the way it was shot, into the way that it had you on the edge of your seat at times going, well, where's this going, what's going to happen next, etc. I I think it does succeed very well in that respect. I I think my leanings were afterwards, though, to try and sort of unlock it and break it apart like a puzzle. I did have a conversation with someone who'd seen it, who really enjoyed it, and uh, I started to go, yeah, well, you know, I couldn't balance this or or this or what's this about, what's this about? And she just went, yeah, I didn't really think about it in that way. And I was like, yeah, well, you you know, you probably had a better experience by not thinking about it in that way. Um, and, And that's the difficulty when something's been really built up and hyped up as something that's uh, going to be excellent. But um, I, I do think it's a very good film. I gave it four yeah. stars. Yeah, I can't remember what I gave it. Um, it's re- like it's really nicely, it's nicely crafted and it's a very enjoyable experience. I think I'd probably enjoy it more on the second watch without the expectations because yeah. I think that I was expecting that there was a, there was a point that it would just turn up to 11 and there is a point where things do kind of explode a bit but I just it didn't quite go the way I thought and then sort of the way things get resolved a little bit I'd kind of pegged that a little bit earlier and then when that did happen I was like oh okay yeah I mean there's a tag to the ending which I I think saves it I which made me happy because there was a point where I was like oh really are we going this way and then I was like oh okay yep I get it um, I, I think a lot of people would argue that it does go up to 11 for them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it does go pretty nuts when you consider how naturalistic it is yeah. at the beginning and to where we end up. And um, the more I think about it, I think the, like, Tarantino comparisons aren't unfounded. You know, in the same way that he, he takes his time with things, he develops things, but yeah. then when things go crazy... They ratchet up, they happen, they don't necessarily take up a lot of the time, running mm. time of the movie, but they have impact. Yeah, I. but we're, we're quite desensitised, I think, because we mm. had to see such a broad range of things. Because certainly, um, even in TV, there are so many times where I speak to people and they're like, oh my god, like, did you see him? this happened? And I was like, oh my god, and I'm just like, oh yeah. Yeah, I was talking to someone about something in The Handmaid's Tale and like, oh, I haven't watched it yet because this bad thing's happened. I'm like, I can't even remember anything that (laughs) shocking that really bothered me to happen in The Handmaid's Tale. Like, at the start of season two, I think she, like, cuts part of her ear off or something, and I was like, meh. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah, well, you're, really? gonna, you're, gonna cut your, you're gonna let a stranger cut your nose off yeah. in a back alley. I am. And, um, you know, that's just, it's life, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. When you think about it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it kind of depends. And I, I think that's ultimately a big part of enjoyment, anyway, is how willing you are to go along with that ride and get yeah. sort of caught up and, and suck it in. You know, those things that I've really loved that perhaps you have not have been because of it. It's just something about it appeals to me and gets yeah. me engaged where I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in this. Whereas the, the re- reverse happens as well, where you're like, oh, this is something I really relate yeah. to or really deeply yeah. into, and I'm just like, yeah, I just don't have an entrance point for this. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. That's why, like, the, the internet is bad in that that objectively good and bad thing is just so insane because everybody has different experiences with things and... And just that different 
brain pathways that allow them to enjoy things completely differently. So I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Well, people often phrase everything in a way that is intended to either assumes that you're on the same side yeah. or is trying to push you in that way. Like, am I the only one who did a little, uh, yeah. or, oh, I hate this thing. Don't you, you know, yeah. what do you think of the, and, uh, yeah. it's like, I was very shocked to learn that apparently the live action Beauty and the Beast was not well received and no, that most people really that. didn't like it. But that's the other great thing is I feel like we are beyond that. Like, I don't really don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. Yeah. If I enjoy something, I enjoy it. And I'll, I'll talk about that. I won't go along and go, oh, yeah, no, I guess it wasn't that good. Or I'm just like, no, I fucking loved it. Shut up. Yeah. Because you hear people a lot couch there. Because, I mean, even if you say, well, I had a lot of fun with it. Like, people can't fucking argue that. No, and I, I don't also believe in couching your opinions by saying, like, oh, I know a lot of people hate this, but I thought, I guess I kind of did that at the beginning of my Lion King anyway. But, mm. uh... People said it, but there's going to be shit, but I thought it was good. Yeah, well, again, like, I, it's even a lowering of expectations, really. Like, a lot of people said that, and I think even you didn't like Cinderella, but by the time I got around to watching it, I was like, oh, actually, this was quite fun. I yeah. enjoyed that. and I think, again, I just, there was no entryway in, yeah. into that for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I'm I sure don't know it... what my expectation was. I'd be curious to maybe watch it again now that we've gone down this live action yeah. pathway because I, I don't think... It's, I... it's quite good. Like, it's really nicely done and I think it was probably one of the earlier ones and people were just a bit like, why, why do we need this? I don't think I was even equating it as, like, a live action redo. Yeah. I was just... You know how, like, Disney has always had their sort of live action side movies that come out and, you know, they're not the big ones of the year but they're the... Yeah. Kind of tangential ones. Yeah. and it, Like the Alice in Wonderland kind of things. Yeah, it just sort of felt like that yeah. um, to me. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of movies on that hundred movies of the decade that I haven't seen, so I should be watching those probably before I watch Cinderella again, but uh, you never know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we just solved racism. <laughs> <laughs> I spent so much time complaining about people complaining. Your computer doesn't like you today. Just going to sleep, like our audience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's talk about really old fucking movies yeah. to wake them up. We'll wake you up by talking about uh, our What to Watch Challenge, acting musicians. Yeah. So this month, we've got to watch a David Bowie, a Queen Latifah, a Frank Sinatra, a Barbara Streisand. We're going to talk about the yep. first three. Yep. Now, you fell asleep during David Bowie. I did. I find that uh, a terrible shame. So, what were you watching? I was watching uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Uh, and, and, you, and you were The Man Who Fell Asleep? Pretty much, yeah. It was not... <sighs> I feel like it's not a story with a very strong narrative through line, and so I was having uh, issues staying engaged with it. It looked cool as shit. Like, it just has this really great aesthetic, and it looked really great, and he looked really great, Um but it's one I'll go back to, but it was not one that I managed to uh, Is he a finish in. Alien or an angel or something? I think he. Oh, I don't know. I only watched about half an hour of it. Um, but it, I, I think it alludes to the fact that he's an alien. Like, there's like a meteor thing that comes down at the start, and then he appears to be like super rich somehow and like doing all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know. So I'll go back to it. But um, yeah, this is very. Very solid, yeah, solid uh, review. Yes. Well, it's a, a solid review of the half an hour of it that I watched. It might yeah. be an alien and gets rich. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, he's certainly getting cast in oddball roles. Yeah. Because, I mean, we know he played the Goblin King. He's played yes. Tesla. Yes. And I watched him as Vampire. Oh, okay. In The Hunger. The Hunger is directed by Tony Scott. Uh-huh. Director of... I don't know. Top Gun. It's your story. Okay. And True Romance, yeah. things like that. I thought it was Kenny Loggins. It's so 80s. Yeah. Almost like a, a crazy art film for a, a lot of the beginning. Like, yeah. just sort of flashing images and people in clubs and punk singers and throats being ripped out and mm-hmm. monkeys going crazy in a lab. And uh, it takes a while before a narrative starts to yeah, emerge. Right. It's, it's pretty bizarre. Uh, that said, David Bowie is the partner of um, the sort of Vampire Queen, and he's really good. Yeah. He's really enjoyable, but he 
she's promised him forever, but he will live forever, but he won't have his powers forever. So there's after a certain time, they begin to age and then they age really rapidly and basically become living mummies and get put in coffins under her house where they moan and groan and rattle about and she gets a new person. So he starts rapidly aging. So, um, you know, you're watching this, like, 80s kind of experimental movie with David Bowie as a vampire and thinking it's going to be all um, sort of crazy sexy times. And then, you know, you're 20 minutes into the movie, he starts getting old, and he actually looks quite a lot like uh, Captain America at oh, the okay. end of Thingy. Yeah, right. And then, yeah, then he gets put in a coffin, and, and then he's out of the movie from the sort of second act onwards. Oh, right. And it becomes about her having a relationship with Susan Sarandon, who's a blood expert who's yeah. been studying um, rapid ageing in chimps. Yeah. And, uh, or baboons or something. And then, you know, they start this weird uh, romance. It's sort of this, like, erotic weird 80s movie okay and uh yeah it was it was fine he was good yeah you know what is this that's three stars probably yeah okay but um yeah it was something i've heard about and seen the video cover (laughs) of a billion times but never watch and what was your queen latifah i watched hairspray the one from like 2007 john travolta is a female character yes yeah i've never seen it yeah um did john waters direct that uh, I want to say I feel like maybe it was like Adam Shankman or someone like that, but... Well, you talk about it, I look no, it I'm up. I'm not sure. Um, I actually really loved it. I don't think I would have enjoyed it that much if I'd watched it, say, in 2007, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Like, there's not a lot of films that come out like that with that much sort of energy and, and um, was it just big dick joy energy? in it. No, it wasn't big dick energy. Um, it... It just opens with this wonderful, joyous musical number that really just sets the tone. That I was like, oh, okay, I am in this. I love this. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the lead actress. I can't remember her name. I don't think she was particularly... Uh, fa- yeah, she's not even in that main picture there. Um, John Travolta was actually quite... I thought it would be pretty cringe, but I actually quite enjoyed him. Uh, Christopher Walken as the dad was the funniest shit I have ever seen. Like, he's just so committed to this. And and I got a lot out of him. And uh, Zac Efron was obviously fun as well. But... Um, it was a little babby. It was a little babby then, yeah. Uh, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I thought it was going to be a bit lame. But uh, no, it was great. And Queen Latifah obviously was great. She was uh, the the mum of the. So it's a TV show essentially, and there's uh, mainly this group of white kids, and they're like once a month they'll have like Negro Day, where all the kids will obviously be black and hosted by a black um, host, and that is Queen Latifah. And uh, yeah, she was great. It was really the songs were fantastic, and all the cast was great, and uh, it was a lot of fun. You were right too. Directed by Adam Shankman. Yeah. Uh, I watched. I sort of sort of changed her a bit because I watched Stranger Than Fiction, which I guess I was watching for Will Ferrell, and more than I was watching for Queen Latifah. And uh, she doesn't have a massive role in it, and she doesn't have a um, you know, particularly fun character to play either. Yeah. So that's a bit of a shame. But it's just a movie I'd always wanted to see, and okay. I, I didn't. When I chose, it, I didn't realize how much she'd be in it. Yeah. But um, yeah, he plays an IRS guy who starts hearing Emma Thompson narrating everything he does. Oh, okay. And it turns out that she's an author who's struggling to write a book, and he's the character in her book, but he's also in the real world, and she's writing his destiny. Mm-hmm. and um, Queen Latifah plays, like, her publisher, sort of goes around with her and tries to get her back on track. And, um, yeah, and Dustin Hoffman plays a therapist, and it's got very much that Kaufman kind of feel, okay. like those movies, sort of like being John Malkovich and everything, yeah. quite high concept and weird, but yeah. for me it doesn't reach the heights of those. Uh, hard to say, like, whether 13 years ago it would have been more novel yeah but um ultimately although everyone's sort of enjoyable and will ferrell proves that he can you know play it pretty straight uh it it didn't really add up to much for me in the long run and then uh frank sinatra was the last one i watched oceans 11 so did i the original yeah yeah okay cool i uh 
Now, do you agree with their conversation about how um, slavery should be brought back for women? Oh, I was like, Dean Martin, you scamp. Uh, it was... Uh, a different time. Very, yeah, very different time. I uh, Yeah, I quite enjoyed it, actually. I, I don't know what I was really expecting. It's very different to the, um, you know, the George Clooney, Brad Pitt Yeah, version. it's not really much of a heist. It's not. Like, I think I, I started watching it the other day and I got about an hour in and there wasn't really any heisting happening. Yeah. And uh, I went back and watched the rest this morning and it's... Uh, it's just slowly executing a plan, and then I think the the payoff in this one is actually a bit more not interesting than the the modern one. But um, I spent the whole movie, well, not the whole movie, but like the last little bit when it was sort of clear on what they were looking to to do with the money, and I went, oh, I bet this thing happens, and then that's what happened in the end, and I went, oh, okay, that's that's quite fun. Yeah, I, uh, it has a really nice mood to the film. I think it's essentially. I mean, I don't know contextually what it was like at the time, but it really just feels like a vehicle for all those cool dudes to swan around being cool. Oh, I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Like, it, it's not... You know, when we think of Ocean's Eleven, we think of the heist as the foremost thing, but yeah. it, it was about getting all these actors together yeah. into one film and yeah. giving them all, yeah, room to swagger around and interact yeah. with each other. And, yeah. uh, and they were cool. Like, I really enjoyed watching them It was them a all. very uh, 60s, swinging yeah. kind of... Everyone just smoking cigarettes at the, film. In the restaurants yeah. and stuff, yeah. I didn't love it, but, uh, you know, it, again, it's a cultural milestone, yeah. cultural artefact, something that exists in film history and yeah. now I know. Yeah. No, I, I did I did quite enjoy it as a counterpoint to the um, the newer ones, but uh, yeah, no, it was good. Okay. Well, now we know where things came from. And what are you going to do for your Barbara Streisand again? Uh, I'm going to try and do Star is Born if Star I can find born. it. Yep. I was having some issues finding it the other week. Okay. All right. Well, Otherwise, I'll do like Yentl. Oh, good luck. <laughs> Isn't that long? I think that's long. Uh, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, speaking of long, I think that's long enough. It is. Very much so. I'm not going to detain our listeners any longer. Yeah. That was our show. Yep. Factually correct. Yes, that was our show. You get what you get. You don't get upset. <laughs> yeah. You're not paying for it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Go to freelessbeseats.com <laughs> to find out everything we're doing, including links to Dungeons & Drongos, my Dungeons & Drongos podcast, which... Uh, has a brand new episode tomorrow, which is very different in some ways. And also, um, you'll find links to our uh, social media, Patreon, all that lovely stuff. Um, support us, spread the word, be a good listener. Yeah. 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 I'd like to say I'll, I'll be f- sounding better by the next time you hear me, but probably not, to be honest. So, you know... Get used to it. Swings and roundabouts. Tinkly tonk.